Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca and as always your host for the show. Uh, the idea of multi-vendor solutions and indeed multi-vendor partner ecosystems are a trend that's seemingly permanently on the rise of the channel and in today's edition of the podcast we're joined by Adam Scenes from Avaya Canada and Dave Hoekstra from Avaya Strategic Partner Calabrio to discuss how those ecosystems work in the Avaya world. Uh, Adam and Dave lay out what the ecosystem play means to Avaya and its partners in general and the case of their two organizations in specific. Uh, we talk about how Avaya makes connections amongst its ecosystem partners, including the VAR and MSP channels, the type of growth Avaya is seeing in this ecosystem go-to-market motion, uh, the difference between partnerships and partnerships, uh, where both companies see their partnership going in the near future, and get an example of how they work together to provide superior results for a Canadian customer. Uh, Pardon the pun, it'll make a bit more sense after you listen to the rest of the show. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Adam Scenes and Dave Hoekstra. Adam, Dave, thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, to discuss an important topic in this community. Glad to be here, Rob. Thank you for having us. Um, I, when, when you start talking about uh, alliance ecosystems, I, I think the, in, the, in the channel community, the idea of kind of multifaceted relationships between multiple organizations are, are really catching on. Um, in, in some circles, it's something that's gone you know, way back in history, and in some circles, an area that is uh, coming to the forefront as a result of the kind of solutions that folks are bringing to bear these days and, and what customers are looking for. Um, but like so many things in this industry, it's one of those terms that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and a lot of different organizations. And, and Adam, maybe I'd throw it open to you just to kind of define uh, how you guys look at the uh, the ecosystem play and, and how it works for Avaya. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you know, Rob, the CC has uh, an infinite potential to help increase customer loyalty, improve revenues, also reduce operational costs. And what's really exciting for me working here at Avaya is that as the global leader in contact center seats, it also means that we're a leader in helping organizations realize that potential. And a big mm -hmm. part of that success really hinges, hinges on our solutions adopting an approach to open standards technology. Um, this approach is a win for Avaya, but more than that, it's a win for our customers. And one important reason is that openness attracts hundreds of technology partners and experience mm -hmm. builders that really help uh, enhance the Avaya solutions which in turn allow our customers to get solutions that are tailored to their specific and, and unique needs. Um, this partner ecosystem and this openness really helps reduce the effort on behalf of partners. So whether that's through joining our Avaya DevConnect program, or we resell products as part of our select partner program or our strategic alliance partner programs, we help bring these partner enhancements to the market and to our enormous customer base. Uh, our technology partners often have deep expertise in specific areas, mm -hmm. use cases or verticals, and that really helps make these end-to-end -end integrated solutions that we deliver uh, more useful and superior to what Avaya truthfully can do on our own. So here at Avaya, we really believe that our alliances and our partners make us stronger together. And one example of that, we have Dave here from Calabrio. Um, Calabrio is one of our strategic alliance partners, an example of a, a partner that uh, combined with Avaya is helping us create end-to-end -end solutions for our customers um, that are reliable, secure, intelligent, and address those ever-changing market needs. 
Dave, uh, welcome. Glad to have the opportunity to chat with you. And can you can you give us kind of the uh, the nickel tour of uh, Calabrio, how you guys, uh, what you guys do, and uh, how you uh, interface with the uh, the Avaya Contact Center environment? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Calabrio is a workforce engagement management provider, right? And if you've been in this industry long enough, you know I think this is the third acronym that it describes what we do, thanks to the various <laughs> analysts that are out there, depending on uh, what they decide they want to call our industry these days. Uh, but we provide the uh, call recording, quality management, and workforce management, uh, some of the analytics tools and reporting that go into kind of rounding out the, uh, the Avaya contact center space. So uh, we, uh, we service our customers by giving them those types of tools and helping them uh, kind of help their customers uh, give the best quality experience possible can you uh can you sort of describe the 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 go-to-market what that what that looks like uh, how you sort of come into uh to the relationship with with avaya and and with channel partners who are ultimately delivering to uh end customers sure uh, you know what adam said a lot of wonderful things but i'm gonna boil it down to one really quick phrase there are partnerships and then there are partnerships and the first one had air quotes around them <laughs> for the for the for the we're only listening here be, uh, you know, there are a lot of organizations that uh, work be, work together because they don't sell the thing that the per, the customer might need, and those mm -hmm. are those are fantastic and they work really well. And th then there's those next level partnerships uh, that not only uh, provide kind of uh, complementary solutions, but also truly work together as one entity. And that's what's really great about the the, the partner alliance that Avaya does is that. You know, it's not just, yeah, we'll sell your stuff if you talk about us to your customers. It's, you know, our, our developer level resources are talking and communicating and making mm. sure those integrations are rock solid. That every time we need to connect to, uh, when if Calabria needs to connect, connect to an Avaya solution or vice versa, that those, that those integrations are working well. When the customer has support issues that we're working as one to try and maintain those relationships. Because in the end, that's what it's all about, right? Uh, we can talk about Avaya and Calabrio, but in the end, it's really about those customers that are out there expecting their phone to ring every single time that a customer dials it, expecting an agent to be there, answering that call, and expecting that agent to know what the heck they're talking about that's when you really start to notice the really advantage of a true partnership between two organizations. In in this kind of space, you know, as, as you describe, there are, there are you know uh, opportunities where where you're adding to what Avaya does, or Avaya is adding to what you do. I have to imagine there are there are sometimes uh, opportunities that require additional solutions to be brought in there to to round out what's what's uh, being brought to bear for a customer. Can you uh, maybe Adam? Can you can you kind of describe how those relationships typically come together and kind of how uh, how you guide them uh, both through partners and through to the customer? Yeah. So from an alliance uh, partnership, um, we have many many as Dave mentioned technology partners that would sit in that first category Dave was mentioning that do hmm. uh, integrations with us, provide the opportunity to sell products to our market through what we call our select partner program. But then there's a next level to that, and it's what we call our strategic alliance partners. And there's only about a dozen or so of these. And we're talking about the collaborators of the world who we do do this deep integration with. And, and you mentioned there may be others needed within the solution. So we have partners with um, 
branded solutions that you may be familiar with out there in the market, such as Google, such as Nuance for doing things like speech recognition and natural language understanding. We have partners out there in the ecosystem that help with things like Enterprise 911 and making sure that your enterprise is always secure and mm. making sure that you're getting to the right PSAP. So whether, whatever the need is, what we do is we seek out those brands out there that um, have a lot of recognition in the marketplace and where it makes sense we establish a strategic alliance. And what that means is it goes beyond, um, as Dave mentioned, just simple integration, but we market together, we support together, and we sell together. So like we look like one unit to our end customer. Mm -hmm. And uh, how's how's this side of the business that's been, uh, that, that comes around as a result of ecosystems and that ultimately drives these ecosystems, how's that trending in terms of the overall business? Is it someplace where you're seeing a lot of growth? I know for a lot of organizations, uh, it, it is an area of, of focus and of growth simply because of the nature of the, uh, the solutions that a lot of customers are looking for right now. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen tremendous growth in our alliance sales year over year for the last three years or so. And really, the, the trend around multi-vendor, multi-cloud ecosystems is really driving this. The pandemic being a bit of an, an escalator to this, it's a trend mm -hmm. that isn't going away. And what we're seeing is to really suit our, our customers' needs is we need to plug in some of the best solutions from multiple different vendors to get them the end of the end end-to-end -end solutions that they're looking for. Um, we, we expect this to increase and we also expect our partner ecosystem to expand as those demands increase. Dave, you mentioned earlier kind of the difference between air quotes partnerships and partnership partnerships. Uh, clearly, Avaya is in the, the latter category for, uh, for you guys. Can, can you tell me what kind of makes that dividing line uh, from your perspective? Yeah, usually when, you know, Adam and I have been doing this for a long time. And when you work with two companies, usually it starts out as a customer asks. A customer comes mm. in and says, uh, we need this, or we need you to integrate to this because we already own this, right? This was probably, gosh, if I had to guess, 15, 16 years ago with Calabrio and Avaya, right? This, this particular process came in to where one customer said, if you don't do this, then this is not going to happen. And we said, great. Mm -hmm. And as the two companies start to work together uh, and you start to grow and usually what happens is the right people start to meet the other right people and you start to have these mm -hmm. discussions. Um, what, wh where it really starts to turn into is when both teams are kind of willing to open up the kimono, as it were, and allow the other company and that, that level of trust between the two, right? Once those developers start talking, once those, uh, once those two organizations start to work more as one organization, that's when you get into that true, you know, legitimate capital P partnership mm -hmm. uh, where the two companies are not just tying their solutions together, but at the beginning of every, every year, the Calabria leadership and Avaya leadership are connecting and saying, what does this year look like? What can we do to make our products better? What could we do to make our support better, right? How can we accomplish these goals together? Because as it continues to grow, so do the customer's expectations. And you can't just continue to survive on typical integrations. You have to keep growing beyond that. And that's the beautiful part about the way Calabrio and Avaya have truly worked together is, you know, the number of meetings that take place between organizations in sales and support and development level resources is actually 
it's a little overwhelming from time to time. I sometimes <laughs> feel like I work at Avaya because I'm talking to so many of their uh, of their people on a on a pretty consistent basis. But that's what it takes to really deliver that world class level of service to the customer is is really working at that level. And I would add, I mean, it's great to to mention that is the executive alignment for a strategic alliance partner is much more involved from an executive perspective. So we have alignment right from the CEO level, typically with our strategic alliance partners, uh, right down through executive sponsorship through senior vice presidents of sales, um, um, product officers within organizations. So that really differentiates, uh, uh, you know, the first set of partners from a Calabria who is a strategic alliance partner is really that executive alignment as, as Dave was mm. mentioning. And making sure we're in lockstep about what we want to accomplish each year, where the white space is, uh, where the opportunities lie that we're aligning on that as much as possible. Uh, also, on the other hand of that, it's it's about making sure that we're talking to each other about what our customers are asking for. So whether mm. that's feedback that we're getting from RFPs that we're receiving jointly together for our different solutions and working really hand in hand to say, how can we how can we improve upon our joint solution sets to then deliver those capabilities that are being asked for within the marketplace? So, so that lockstep is much tighter on the strategic alliance side, both from a, trying to achieve revenue and sell together, but also to, to try to really elevate our platforms together hand in hand. And uh, once you once you kind of got those those first opportunities that come in through a customer defined, and you started to I'll, I'll use the word productize for want of a better word, but productize those those offerings, get in sync in terms of integrations and all these things. How do you then um, make sure that the word is out there in in that long tail of the the Avaya channel to to make sure that your channel partners are aware of all the capabilities that are available to them, have access to the technology they need to make those work, and and those kinds of go to market things. It's definitely an ongoing process from from the perspective here at Avaya. I mean, this is one avenue, speaking with folks like you, Rob, and getting the Mm -hmm. word out there is definitely a very effective mechanism to doing that. But internally here at Avaya, we're constantly setting up sessions, not only for our sales folks and for our engineers here to get the word out, but also for our customer base and our partner uh, resellers and ecosystems of ours out there. So sometimes that's through the mechanism of most lately, the last couple of years has been through virtual sessions, but more and more it's us getting in front of them. Um, there's road shows, there's conferences out there that we attend jointly to make sure that, um, you know, Calabrio has a booth at particular road shows, Avaya has a booth and that we're talking and we're, we're jointly approaching customers together. Um, let's let's do a little bit of future looking, maybe. Um, uh, Dave, curious to get your thoughts on on where the relationship with Avaya is going in the near future, and and Adam, I'd love to get your thoughts on where the relationship with Calabria is going, as well as kind of the the notion and and building of that ecosystem structure at Avaya is going in the near future. Well, one of the real strengths of future is the cloud. Uh, you, you, we, we can't, you know, it's funny, we have these conversations quite often about do we need to convince people to go to the cloud anymore? And generally, we kind of giggle because even even just three years ago, the yeah. question was, you know, we should do a webinar on should you go to the cloud? Now the question is, why aren't you in the cloud? I mean, everyone else, all the cool kids are in the cloud. Why aren't you in the cloud, right? That's That's the discussion. And the, the strength and relationship between Avaya and Calabrio really starting to define what a true cloud solution should look like and, mm. and how that's going to continue to service. You know, we see a pretty, pretty extreme growth in the enterprise uh, section, uh, especially when it comes to cloud. 
they're they're learning how scalable it is, uh, how easy it is. The security is top notch, and that just makes it easier and easier for them to grow. And that's what we're really leveraging. And so the future for me between the two is just really making sure that that we have our technology in lockstep to deliver in the cloud. Um, and and once once the companies together have figured that out, it just kind of becomes icing on the cake from that point. And that's where we're going to continue to look as we go forward. I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to know what to see what Adam might uh, might have in that in that realm. Well, I, I I think you know our relationship will continue to evolve in a really positive light. Experience, especially considering the trends in the marketplace today around providing increased digital access to service. A lot of organizations are actually experiencing higher than normal usual call volumes from pre-pandemic times. It's more people are, are not going into the stores to see customer service and going in in person. They're calling into the customer support lines. And, and then, of course, that adoption of cloud contact center solutions that Dave was mentioning is a trend that just continues to grow exponentially, it, it seems. But the, the drivers of, of the why our technologies work so well together continue to be very similar to what they were pre-pandemic pre and will continue to be about better customer experiences, really reducing and helping that average handle time to optimize agents' mm. time in the contact center, but also improving that call deflection to digital uh, uh, transactions. So one exciting area for me is around the area of analytics and what Calabrio can help play to help inform our customers and give them insight on where they should be investing their money in these new uh, uh, technology uh, adoptions. And they can do that by really understanding 100% of why their customers are calling. They can really dive into 100% of those calls. So it's very exciting to me when we start layering on some of these cloud uh, capabilities out of the cloud that Calabrio can offer because they can really inform our clients to say, okay, where's the next best investment to be made? And maybe that's in a, a Google virtual agent or into some sorts of natural language bot. But that's what's super exciting to me is some of these advanced capabilities that Calabrio is bringing to market jointly with us. I almost feel like I should address that just to make sure we we, we get on it. It was a great setup there, Adam. Uh, you know, the, the, the analytics play has... You know, I laugh because even just five years ago, it feels like you needed a room full of servers to do this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. and with, with the cloud, it's basically plugging an Ethernet cable into the wall, and you now have the ability to do everything that hundreds of thousands of dollars of machines used to have to do. And um, the analytics piece that Adam is talking about, um, there's no reason why anyone out there should not be using analytics in some form or fashion these days. Uh, what, what, one of the typical things we say is, is that even even the best uh, scenario, a contact center could listen to maybe two percent of every mm -hmm. of every interaction that comes through its uh, comes through its doors. And with analytics, you can change that to 100, and you start to get insights like how many different times did it, was our competitor named in calls yesterday, and by the way, how much revenue did we lose because of calls that they were decided to cancel their account. Those are the, those are insights that we just used to not be able to touch, and now they're commonplace. And being able to tap into that kind of thing is really great. And that's why, again, in the partnership, being able to deliver those kind of things is an absolute critical play for the CX organizations that are out there today. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about a hundred seats or a hundred thousand seats. 
even a hundred seat contact center wants to know why their customers are leaving them or why revenues are down or what better services we can provide. And that's mm. the thing is the cloud and the partnership with Avaya allows us to leverage those at the right price. It's not, it's not priced out of range for the smaller contact center these days. Yeah. And when, when co companies are now competing more on experience than, than product mm -hmm. more than ever, you know, really diving in to provide and understand how you can improve that customer experience and help remove friction. It's critical to have those analytics tools. And I think reducing that cost barrier and making it more accessible, it, it, it's, it's key so that we can really address the market here in Canada. As you know, Canada doesn't have the same thousands and thousands of seats of agents that you typically find mm -hmm. in the U.S. that you might have. We would more sit in where, where I think, you know, Dave, you might consider us more mid-market in, in, in your frame of mind, right? But that's exactly where, where the Calabria solution and its price points through cloud delivery, that's the sweet spot for it. And, and what's beautiful about it is that uh, we can still maintain all of the security and, and all of the concerns around potential data sovereignty that a Canadian customer might have with our cloud options and cloud opportunities. So it's just a really exciting time to be here at Avaya uh, for myself. All right. So, so maybe to bring it home, uh, you know, we, we discussed a few times through the course of this conversation that these relationships are all about the customer and, and ultimately often start with the customer. Maybe, Dave, if you have any stories of, of particularly a Canadian customer where you've worked with Avaya and, and how that relationship has, uh, has, has worked for the customer. Oh yeah, we've actually got a really great example. Um, uh, one of the one of the joint customers between Calabria and Avaya is Superior Propane. Uh, they are significantly better than average propane, uh, Superior Propane, as it were. They actually use the Calabria Analytics product to analyze their calls, very similar in the method I was kind of describing earlier, taking a look at things like competitive mentions or uh, their customers expressing anger or frustration or, uh, you know, little things that were able to help contribute. And I'll, I'll give you a good example. They, they, for, uh, they used analytics to look for a phrase like 20 cents lower or mm -hmm. no delivery fees. And that immediately allowed them to review any and all calls that mention those competitive phrases. And you can imagine the kind of insights that just immediately bubbled to the surface by them being able to turn into that and make smart competitive decisions in their in their field. Now, I want you to also take a second and think about five years ago, the effort it would have taken to get mm -hmm. that information. You have to either sit someone side by side constantly with your team, or you have to hire a team of a hundred people to listen to calls nonstop for a month straight. Now they were able to do that in a matter of hours. Um, and they saw a really significant decrease in handle times. They saw a significant increase in agent satisfaction because their agents now had better tools to combat these competitive phrases and things like that. Because I mean, think about it. I know back in my day when a customer says, well, they're cheaper than you. You're like, well, go there. Right. That's that was always the answer. Right. Because we were always so frustrated. But now you give the agent real tools to deal with those kind of things. And so, you know, we were we were just really pleased with the collaboration between Calabria, Avaya and Superior Propane to be able to deliver this kind of service to them. And the the you know, the uh, benefits have been 
just almost too many to count and being able to put a project like this in place. And we couldn't have done things like this without the uh, without teaming up with Avaya and, and making sure that Superior Propane had a product that works, is integrated, because you know, we do rely on them and they rely on us. And it's really a fantastic example of how strong that partnership can be. All right, a, a good story to uh, to cap it off. Gentlemen, thank you both for your time. I appreciate your, uh, your joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Bye. Rob. There you have it, a look at the Alliance Ecosystems approach at Avaya. I'd like to thank Adam and Dave for joining us today, thank Avaya Canada for their continuing support of the site, and of course, thank you for listening. The ChannelBuzz.ca podcast will be back next week with something a little bit different. I recently sat down in person with ESET's Tony Anscombe to talk about cyber resilience, and we did it on video for a change, in person no less. So be sure to check that out when it comes out. It'll be a video on the site, and if you prefer it in audio format here in your favorite podcast player, don't worry, we got your back. Speaking of your favorite podcast player, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and review if it allows you to do so. And of course, it does allow you to subscribe and follow the podcast, but you've already done that, right? Until next week, I'm Robert Dutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there and I'll see you around the channel.